This is Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the most listened to podcast for parents by parents. Hey there, everyone, and thank you for listening to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the podcast talk show for parents. I'm Janice Robinson Celeste, your host and publisher of Successful Black Parenting Magazine. Our hashtag for the show is Back Talk. So use hashtag Back Talk if you want to share this with your uh, social media buddies. Uh, right, you can go to our Facebook page if you're watching this somewhere else for Successful Black Parenting and share the link with your followers. You can do that right now and let people know you are joining us. In addition, you can comment on Facebook and I will post the best comments live on air. So our topic today is what teens need. That's like, we we need books on what teens need. It's, <laughs> it's hard to figure them out. So welcome our guest, Travel C.W. Lynch. So how are you today? I am amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing really, really well. Thank you. Well, I am so glad. Please tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I am a self-worth specialist, first and foremost. Um, I'm also a speaker. I'm an ordained minister, um, as well as a two-time personal uh, trainer, certified personal trainer. Um, so um, I've got a lot of experience and um, a lot of history uh, and you know expertise just around training and teaching and um, instructing, uh, which is my which is my passion. Um, so currently, I specialize in teaching people uh, to see what they are, so that they can like what they see. Um, that's that's my specialty. That's my passion, um, and that's really my contribution uh, to our society. Oh, I love it. That's beautiful the way you put that. Oh my gosh. So yeah, we need all this positivity in the world today, especially with our children. We have so much going on, and, and on you see all this negative. Um, political, you know, heavy stuff on, on our news now. And the kids are seeing this and they also see the worries in their parents' eyes and feel that energy. So uh, especially our teens, because they're old enough to know what's going on. They're almost adults. So it's really nice to have someone positive like you to bring that in and help to have help them to have a, a normal, uh, healthy mental state in life. So thank you for what you do. Uh, it's needed very much. So, so. You're welcome. So teens carry a real heavy load. If you know how much schoolwork they get nowadays, between that, some of them are working part-time jobs. Um, they have anxieties about their future and the changing world. And some have many, I should say, have family issues too. Um, so how do parents help them to deal with all of that? Like, what would you say to our parents um, with teens going through so much these days? Um, I would say even more than in the past, they say, you know, things don't change, but I think it has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say um, really, and this is really the area that, again, I, I kind of specialize in and, and really try and, and communicate as, as best I can. And as often as I can, um, one of the six human needs, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the six human needs, but one of the six human needs, which is fundamental to all, you know, of humanity, one of those six needs is the sense or the need for significance, to feel significant. And um, what, I, what I like to share is that once you have a sincere, authentic sense of significance, 
in terms of knowing what you are, knowing who you are, knowing even why you are, right? That sense of purpose um, in the world, um, you will still face the same challenges. You'll still face the same difficulties as anyone else. But I believe that that's, that lays a foundation for ultimate success um, because success has to begin with you and it has to begin internally. Um, and, and, you know, like many of us, even in my own personal life, that tends to be the first thing that we're challenged with, finding our place in the world, finding our voice in the world. Do we matter? You know, do, you know does my life matter? When we begin to address those initially out the gate as a parent, when we begin to kind of cover that base as a parent, um, I believe that that sets us up to begin to be successful in other areas of life. Because I find that if you try to build um, a life or um, a life experience or existence without first laying that foundation, nothing else really stands. No, absolutely. Now you mentioned um, this, uh, basically the six basic needs. Um, can, can you tell our parents what they are? You know what? I don't have all of them memorized, um, but, okay. but 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 just Sorry a few of them. <laughs> no, 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 no problem. No, I flow with interviews. I have no problem there with that. Go. But hey, we live in this Google world. We live in this you know email world. Look it up, okay? Um, but <laughs> look it up. But but but. <laughs> Here's the thing, because I just ran across it. Um, I do know that having um, just that sense of significance, having um, a sense of security um, mm -hmm. is another one of those six. Um, but again, it's not something that I memorized. I kind of ran across the material, thought there were some great, you know, um, you know, things to know. Uh, but I really zeroed in on that significance because, again, that's what I specialize in. So it really hit home for me like, oh, wait a minute. As 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 a society, everyone I meet internally desires to feel and to experience a sense of significance. OK, since I know that that's something that I can kind of add to the work that I do. So um, I really didn't bother memorizing all the other ones uh, because that's that okay. one really hit home for me. So, yeah, that, no, that's OK. It reminds me of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, when you said that, especially because security is one of the lower tiers as a pyramid. So the lower tier is mm -hmm. security. Um, and it worries me because so many um, of our children, all ages, don't yeah. have that basic need of feeling secure, especially when you're talking about school shootings and, uh, you know, seeing all this uh, this craziness on television. So that security uh, tier is very shaky right now and yeah. they can't actualize to be um, great at what they do so easily if they don't have all of those tiers in place to reach the top of the pyramid, basically is how it works. Now, also with teens, um, it um, seems to be a gap in between very young children and then, you know, then there's the school age children, then are teens. So the school age children from ages like 12 to 14 seem to be, I guess, doing better, but our teens um, are having uh, issues with high suicide rates suddenly in the black community. Uh, do you know anything about that? And can you talk to that a little bit? And 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 how can like this positive it's positivity that you talk about help mm. with um, keeping teens from feeling like there's no hope? Right, right. Yeah, I don't know the exact numbers when it comes to the suicide rates. I do know, unfortunately, uh, with a little bit of information that I do have around suicide rates, um, unfortunately, it is rising um, mm -hmm. that, 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 that the rate hasn't hasn't dropped off, but it's actually on the rise. Um, I believe that one of the elements to that is um, 
this culture of comparisons, this, this, and that's something that our teams really struggle with. It's them looking at their peers, it's them looking at social media, it's them looking at, um, you know, movies and people that we look up to, you know, sports, you know, athletes. Um, but we're looking up to them with a, with a comparison kind of complex. It's how do I measure up, right? It's these, you know, I share in the book and I share, you know, in my own teachings that society kind of has certain standards that are unspoken, but they're really felt. Um, no one's necessarily walking around saying, these are the standards that you have to live up to, but we as a culture and a society, we still put that added load and that pressure on one another to fit in or to live up to a standard. And if I don't measure up when I compare myself to you, then, um, then that then equates to my internalizing of, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, um, you know, my life doesn't matter, which I then think contributes to the rise and the ability, you know, to to commit suicide because you're 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 taking it upon yourself to decide my life isn't worth um, contributing to society. Um, and I think that only comes by um, a inaccurate assessment uh, of one's of one's value. I agree. And um, in the black community, we um, hear our kids say things um, and we brush it off a lot of times. They'll say, you know, I feel like jumping off a bridge or I feel like I'm just going to kill myself. And, you know, it's hard because parents hear it and it's like a saying almost sometimes. And then other times, you know, it's real. I don't know how parents are supposed to determine between the two, but, um, you know, we don't have a strong history of going for help for mental health for various reasons, you know, we yeah. used to have a strong society where mm. um, we depended on each other to talk out issues and, and uh, we had someone to talk to. And today, what I found a lot that happens is that you try to talk to someone about something depressing or negative and they'll tell you to get away from me with your negativity. You know, I'm just trying to surround myself with positivity. And so if everybody does that as around you, you end up you know, depressed all by yourself. So um, you know, all I can say is for parents that if you hear your child say something that doesn't sit right or just with you, just to consider help. They even have apps now where you can get um, a psychologist to talk to you or talk to your child. Um, so you don't even have to go in person. They'll do it through, you know, your app or they'll do it online through Skype. So that's just, a, I want to give that PSA out there. So, but in your opinion... Yes. What do teens need and why? Because you have this book called What is Enough? Tell us a little <laughs> bit about that, too. But I first want to know what what do teens need and why? Um, teens need what I call a inspiring image, an image oh. of themselves that inspires and does not deflate. So it kind of goes back to the earlier conversation about comparisons. One of the things that comparisons do, it deflates you because, in essence, you're gonna always find something wrong with yourself. You're never gonna measure up, so to speak. Um, and so what teens need, and, and to be honest, what we all need a continual you know, daily dose of is um, having an image of ourselves that inspire us um, and, and, and not take away and not uh, def, you know, deflate us uh, and cause us to look for ways that we can earn our way into society. Um, so that that's really having a a perception of oneself, um, you know, really being able to look inside and know really what you are at the core um, and learning how precious that is and learning how valuable that is, because we've all been created 
uh, as I like to say, to not only make a contribution, but our lives were created to literally be a contribution to the betterment of our society. Now, imagine a child that was able to articulate that. To, that, that, that every day of their lives, when they headed out to school, when they woke up, they had an image of themselves that wasn't based on what they saw in the mirror, but it was an image of themselves based on what they knew about themselves. And, and that's why sometimes we can get caught up in the positivity movement, and it has its benefits, but positivity kind of wears out over time. If you continue to be that positivity it doesn't sustain you. And I think that even going into the book, I think that when teens, children, parents, we articulate, when we say, listen, I just want to be happy. That was one of the things that I used to say. I just want to be happy in life, right? Like we've heard that term. I just want to be happy. And I think that that is a very surface level uh, confession. And mm -hmm. as and what I talk about in the book is I think that that phrase, I just want to be happy, goes a little deeper. And where it goes is we all desire to be satisfied with self. I'll say that again. We want to be mm -hmm. satisfied like you have a good meal. Right. If I took you out to dinner, we sat down and I want that meal to satisfy me. I don't want to eat this three course meal and still have hunger pains. Mm -hmm. And I feel that our teens, they're dealing with an internal hunger of the heart, right? They, they, they're not satisfied with themselves because what they're investing their, you know, uh, 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 effort to earn this satisfaction, uh, the place where they're, where they're investing the energy and time is not sustainable. It, it, it's, it's going to fail you and it's going to fail them and it's been failing them and that's why we have those suicide rates and that's why we have these depression rates that also continue to climb um that's why we have um you know so many you know tragedies that we hear about with bullying and peer pressure and isolation um because the systems as i call them that we're investing our time and energy in um to gain this sense of satisfaction that we're looking for that we're all searching for they're not sustainable they're they're they've been designed to fail us at some point the problem is is that when those systems fail us what do we have at the end to 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 then hold on to and that's when you have those cases of suicide because everything i've been trying it's been working for a little time it's been working for a little while it's been getting me by but when it fails and i have nothing else to hold on to where else do i go right and, and yeah and I believe with what you said with the comparison and material things, that's the wrong focus. Um, I have this philosophy that um, what we're put here on earth for is to help others and to make the world a better place when we leave. And that's what makes me happy. And um, I, uh, you know, I, I hope that others can feel that way because we need more people to feel that way. What do you, what do you think about that? No, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Right. Because, that goes back to that being a contribution. You're, you, the way that you're articulating, you know, you want to help some, you know, someone. You want to make the world a better place. You want to leave it better when you, when you leave than it was when you found it. That all speaks to contribution. And your very life is a contribution. Anything that you're doing, you're saying, you're giving, um, all of those originate with your heart's desire. Like, you know, one of the things that, that, you know, I share with people is that your belief dictates your behavior. So if right. you're contributing to parents, if you're contributing to the betterment of our teen society, it begins with your belief about you and your ability to contribute to that cause. So I absolutely agree.
Okay. Well, thank you for that. Uh, how can parents help their teen be more successful in the sense of, of not concentrating on material things or what, you know, the Joneses have or, you know, how, how can we help them? Uh, that's a great question. Um, and I'll take that from my own experience. This is something that my wife and I do on a consistent basis. Um, and I'm just extremely passionate about it. One of the things that I share with people and I help people to understand is that the greatest form of self-development is self-discovery. The greatest form of self-development is self-discovery. I believe my philosophy is that it's already there, right? Mm -hmm. you, you, you came into this world already loaded up. Your prominence preceded you. It, it, you, you. The fact that you exist proves to the rest of the world that you're already enough, right? So we're all thinking, you know, how do I become enough? Is it good enough? Have I done enough? Am I enough? You're already loaded up, man. You are already enough. So one of the things that I do and what my wife does is we have these discovery sessions. Now, we don't necessarily call them that, uh, but that's really what they are. And so things such as um, spiritual gifts test. Now, I'm an ordained minister, um, so I'm in the faith-based community, um, but that doesn't mean that someone can't, who's not necessarily of faith, um, participate in taking a spiritual gifts test. Um, but it really speaks to what are you naturally gifted and talented to do? Because if you're if you're a teen and you get slammed into this culture of comparisons without first establishing what's good about you. Right. What's great about you? Like before you compare yourself to him and her, what's great about you? And so I, so we like to take time uh, each Sunday and we get, you know, the kids around in a circle and we talk about how great you are. What do you do naturally? What are you naturally gifted in? What's your what's your natural bend on society? What problems do you see that you would want to see changed? What things in the world that are going well that you would love to continue to champion and further advance, right? It's this, what I call, it's this, it's this self-exploration, like an ocean. If you were an ocean, you are not the surface. You're all the treasure that's beneath it, right? So it's like taking your children and saying, yo, guys, let's gather around and let's go deep into you. What's inside of you? What were you created with? Because it's already there. You don't have to make it up. You just have to discover it. And so um, I just get passionate about that. So spiritual gifts test. Um, another one is the DISC test. I don't know if people are familiar with that, but that's another free assessment online. Um, there's many different names for them, but basically it's your personality type. It's, you know, a lot of conflict on the school grounds, in our families. There's so much conflict because um, I'm a D, I'm a dominant person. So I see my framework for life, my paradigm of life operates through this D personality. Well, that doesn't make me bad or good. It just makes me the way God created me, right? So you might be an I, you might be an S, you might be a C. And so once you discover what you are and what the other people in your family are, um, now you can have, you know, clear, congruent uh, uh, community within your own home because now I'm appreciating how you see the world and I'm appreciating how you communicate. And so um, I can go on for forever with those things. But my point is self-exploration, self-exploration. It's going deep within and beginning to unpack and discover what's already been embedded um, by your creator. I love the ocean analogy. Uh, I think cool. that is perfect. Uh, we <laughs> are that deep. That's what yes, that means. You are. Yes. Yes. That deep. Absolutely. You know, 
Now you have a book by the yes. same title, and I put it up here oh. called "What Is Enough." Um, yes. So tell us about that, and uh, let our audience know what they can expect uh, with this book. Well, they can expect rest. The subtitle <laughs> is "How to Lighten Your Load." How to lighten your load and find what makes you happy. Now we already talked a little bit about happiness. The word happiness, I think, goes deeper, right? That satisfaction of self with self, this idea of am I good enough? But they're going to they're gonna experience rest. And sometimes when you hear that word rest, especially in, in our culture, it's sometimes frowned upon because everyone's on their grind, as we call it. Everyone's hustling, as we call it. Everyone's getting it in and going and going and going. And we champion those who can accumulate the most. We champion those who can... Who can, who can achieve the most. But to be honest, there's a load and a weight. There's a pressure that we experience when we're trying to achieve ourselves through our efforts. And so um, What is Enough is actually written to the person who has a belief system, um, a thought system, a thought process, a paradigm, as I call it, framework that says, I must do something significant before I can be something significant. I must do something before I can be something, right? I must have something be be before I can be something. It's this idea that I'm going to take these hands, right? The work, I'm going to take these hands and I'm going to somehow satisfy my heart. And when that's the paradigm, when that's your approach to satisfying that internal hunger, you're going to always come up short because these hands weren't designed to satisfy the heart. The heart, the heart is, is an internal matter, and you're trying to achieve an internal desire with an external demonstration, like an external work, right? Um, so it's going to open up what's going on inside because you know, a lot of people are just wrestling with, I just want to be happy. I just want to get you know, some rest. Um, and we live in a culture where we're just not able to give ourselves permission to rest. We're tired, we're, we're stressed, okay. parents are stressed, our kids are stressed, we're overworked, we're overwhelmed. And get this one, we're overlooked. We're overlooked by ourselves, mm. not by other people. We uh -huh. overlook ourselves because we're always trying to do and gain and achieve and accomplish the next thing because we believe that that is going to equate to us. And you have to, as I put it, learn to work from your worth, not for your worth. Don't wow. work, work from significance, right? I am significance. I'm going to work from my significance, not for my significance. Because if I'm working for it, I'll never find it. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I already have it. You, you can't find what you already have. You can't, you can't, you know what I'm trying to say? You, you, can't, you, mm -hmm. you can't find it. You, you kind of already got it. And so that's what they can expect. They can expect to rest, finally take a load off and, and give yourself permission to rest in your own relevancy. You are relevant. And now it's time for you to rest in it. And now as a parent, you can now teach that and you can tutor that to your children. You can live. You know, I like looking at lifestyles mm -hmm. as a parent. The greatest thing that we can do if parents are watching, they're listening. The greatest thing that a parent can do is be an example of that which we desire for our children. Absolutely. Because, because they, they will only listen to what you say so much. But believe me, they are watching what you do. And, and, and so the greatest contribution that we as parents can have is to live and to embody 
a rest in our relevance, a rest in who we are and to, and to, and to be real with that and to be sincere and to be authentic and to live a lifestyle before them so that they too can then, you know, have that, have that picture of prominence right there in their own home. And they won't have to look to the videos and TVs and, and music and superstars on television. No, they got it right there, right there in the house. Um, so that's what my wife and I strive to do. I love it. I love it. So where can we get, find this book? Is it on Amazon? It is on Amazon. Um, now I do. I do like to say if you go to my website, I, because uh-huh. I, because ultimately you will get to Amazon. But um, I always say go to my website. I'm the possible dot com. Um, sign up for my email list. Because this is something that I believe people need support in. People need, like I kind of alluded to earlier, we need a daily diet, right? A consistent diet of, because the world saturates you with all the reasons you're not enough. All the reasons that you cannot take a load off, you cannot rest, you got to keep going. So I want people to sign up for my email list. Um, They'll still ultimately get to Amazon. So yes, that is where it is. But Mm -hmm. if they go to the website, they can also sign up for my email list because I want to build community and I want to build connections with people who are dealing with this issue and dealing with this belief system Um, because I believe that we need support and we need to support one another. That's perfect. All right. So any last words of wisdom for our parents who are listening that you can give them about their teens? I'd appreciate it. I know they yeah, will too. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> well, number one, two things. Number one, presence. Presence, presence, presence. Um, presence over performance, presence over presence, like physical, tangible presence. They need you. And that's something that I'm learning uh, as a business uh, owner, um, as someone who's building, as someone who's creating. Um, it is so important that we as parents are present, not, not, not only embodying this message and being an example of this message, but being present with them and taking time out to, um, you know, again, help them to unpack who they are. It, it's an investment. And I think that it, it is so amazing when parents take that time to, 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 to consciously invest in their children by helping them unpack themselves. Um, So going back to the disc, going back to the spiritual gifts test, going back to any assessment that draws out the greatness that's already there. um, That would be the number one thing that I would say. Give your children your presence and your time. Um, I don't want to go on a negative kind of bend, but when you pass away, they're going to remember memories. They're not going to say, oh, mom and dad gave me a new car when I was 16. They're going to say mom and dad was there. Mom and dad loved me. Mom and dad took time for me. Mom and dad was my shoulder to cry on. They're going to remember the moments that they spent with you, not the tangible gifts and the tangible things uh, that we that we provide for them. So um, if anything, you know, what? not even a second. one. I'm going to just stick with that one. Give your children your presence. That's the greatest prize and present that you could possibly give them. I think that's perfect advice to end the show. So thank you so much. And I want to thank all who were already listening to Back Talk and those who are still listening. Uh, it's Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the podcast talk show for parents. If you missed part of the show, no worries. You can just wait a few minutes and click play for the replay of the podcast. Please share it, share it far and wide with anyone who needs to hear this. And let's get the word out together. 
Now, our next episode, we're going to be skipping next week, unless I can get someone to book uh, for that date, because I had actually scheduled uh, a move next week. So I didn't schedule any podcasts, but my move was <laughs> up to this weekend, surprisingly. So, uh, of course, the show must go on. So our next episode for now will be on September 5th. I'm, you know, I have to take that break to do that. But guess what, y'all? I will be in Atlanta, Georgia on location doing the right. podcast. So I, I see you, ATL. And I'll be talking with Annie Rankin. She is a white woman raising a black daughter, and she wants to tell us what she's learned. So that should be real good. So don't forget to follow us too. We are on Twitter at um, Black Parenting One because we were the first Black Parenting magazine nationally back in the 90s. Our website is SuccessfulBlackParenting.com. You can find that there. And it's full of good content to help you thrive and not just survive as a parent. So please check it out. And don't forget to rate our podcast. Until next time, we will talk soon. I'll see you all later. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine. You can help us to level up by supporting this podcast. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm and search for Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting and then hit the button that actually says support this podcast. I want you to go there now. Go, 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 go. And thank you ahead of time. Thanks for tuning in to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine. We'll see you soon.